welcome to the Guitar Omni Podcast. I'm Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Each episode, we'll chat with a featured guest from the classical guitar world. Candid conversations, unique experiences, and career observations from the people who best know the guitar. This is your master class in life and the guitar. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or see Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. So I'm here with Chris Tevis, a longtime friend of mine. Um, Chris was actually a, a senior at the University of South Carolina during my freshman year, and all of us bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young go-getters uh, were, were looking up to him as, as our hero. Um, he's a composer, a teacher, performer, living in Charleston, South Carolina. How, how long have you been in Charleston, Chris? I've been here almost, no, I've been here 20 years. Wow. Yeah. A long, awesome. longer than anywhere else I've lived. There you go. I think that makes you a Charlestonian. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think Charlestonians would say so. <laughs> you don't have the accent, certainly. So. No. So how have you been in the past, what, 20 years or whatever, since I saw you last? <laughs> well, since this was for public consumption, I've been great. Everything's just been, everything's been fantastic. Nothing but really good things have been happening. I'm awesome. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> so you, no. You, and I, you and I have an interesting, uh, I don't know whether... Yeah, just a, a, an interesting intersection of, of paths. So when you when you graduated from CCM, you ended up coming to Columbus, which is yep. where I am now. Yeah. And and you were teaching at Capital University, which is my that was that was my first college teaching job. Right. After, you and I both. Yeah. After you 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 moved away. Um, and I keep waiting to move to Charleston. I like, you know, that's one of my favorite cities. I'm like, I, I got to keep doing everything that Chris did. <laughs> so, go ahead. So. I was just gonna say, no, Char I mean, Charleston is definitely, it's a beautiful city. And, um, you know, when I moved here, like, it, it, you know, as, as undergrads, you know, we have these fantasies about what's going to happen and where we're going to, oh, the places we're going to go. Right. And, um, and I was like, in my mind, I was just like, I'm going to, you know, move to some kind of major metropolitan area. And, you know, there's just going to be all kinds of things happening. And see what to say. Well, I mean, relatively speaking, I've lived in much smaller places because, uh, when I, when I moved from, uh, when I moved from, uh, Columbus, Ohio, I actually moved, um, with my ex-wife, Sherry, who we, you know, we went to school together. Right. Um, we moved to a town in Virginia called Orkney Springs, oh, which is right. Yeah. It's not on the map. I, I like, visited you there. That's right. I played, I, you got me a concert there. It's, it's, it's tiny. Yeah. It's there's, there's right. There's just like, um, I, you know, it says population 50 and I, don't think that's true. I think there's less. That's an over. That's a, that's a, yeah. <laughs> so when I moved, you know, at the point where I was moving to Charleston, I was glad to be going to a bigger city, but, um, which, you know, there've been, I think from, from there, we moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, and then I missed that one. Yeah. And then move and then moved to Charleston. And when we moved to Charleston, I was a little bit afraid it was going to be a cultural wasteland, but, but it really like it's, it's been, you know, for, for the, the fact that it's such a small, city relatively speaking there's there's a lot going on culturally so it's actually not too bad so yeah a, a lot of wonderful things about it what did you work in memphis what did you do there 
No, I mean, I had been uh, following my my wife at the time. Um, she was a pastor and had a church there. And so that's that's what took us out to Memphis. And then that's what took us. That's what took us to um, Orkney Springs. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what took us to. Uh, yeah, that's even like, you know, I did one year at Eastman and the whole reason oh, I did that right. is because. Yeah. In Rochester. Yeah. You didn't yeah. actually do a de- finished degree there, though, right? You- I didn't. I did one year towards my doctorate. And then okay. I just, yeah, did then you, I just stopped. When, when you applied for that, I mean, did you know that you were only going to do the one year or how did that was? That yeah, was, that was, yeah. that was essentially the plan. I guess there was a part of me that thought, well, maybe we could get it to work out so that I could finish it. But that was kind of the plan we had agreed on. And, so and this might be a, a little probing a little deeply, but uh, no probe away. Did you tell them that you were only going to be there for a year? Um, I think I might've, you know, okay. I'm, I'm one of those people who's, I'm like more honest than I need to be sometimes. <laughs> and, and I think I probably, I probably well, I think, did tell them. I think, I think we should reframe that by saying, by saying that, you know, you're, you're just not, you're not a devious person. I mean, like, you don't, you don't have to say anything about them. You know, well, I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like say you're too honest. I mean, gosh, that's like being too rich. Oh, I have too much money. You know, I'm too honest. No, no. But I, 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 I hear what you're saying. It's like, I, I always, I, I often describe myself in similar fashion saying, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to be devious. I like, I, I can't, I can't keep track of everything yeah. to the point where like I could actually come up with a plan that would you know be be manipulative you know and, and I'm always surprised when somebody accuses me of something that's any anything remotely yeah. headed in that direction it's like are do you know who you're talking to I like I have the the, the attention span of a flea <laughs> I guess I'd kind of like to be more devious but I mean it takes I mean that takes energy that takes like planning and commitment it takes a lot you it's you can't just, just like makes me it makes me wonder like going you know going to a prestigious school like like Eastman and and you know getting into a program telling them hey you know I'm only going to be here for a year that seems like I mean, that seems like a ballsy move to me, honestly, you know. I mean, I don't think that's the first thing I said, but <laughs> um, but I think I think I did. You know, my recollection is I did let um, Nick Galusis know relatively early on. Sure. And and he was like super supportive. Um, and it, my, my recollection that it, he was really supportive and, and he was like, look, you know, we can there are ways for you to finish this degree without being here. And um, yeah, like in my experience there was, was awesome. He was, he was great and he was very supportive and, and he was just like, let's, you know, you can finish in the summers, you can come up and, you know, you could come up and yeah. take a lesson periodically. We, you can get it done. So I, I, I definitely like talked to him about it, you know, in that, in that first year, it wasn't like I sprung it on him, you know, later because I was, I was also a graduate assistant and so, you know, it was, it was like, I, I felt like I, you know, I needed to, to be honest in terms of what I thought might happen. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. And, and so you were just there, you were there for just a year. Um, yeah. Do you ever think about going back? You ever think about finishing the degree or? No, it's not so much. I think about finishing the degree. It's, it's more, you know, it's, I, I guess in some ways, like it was a, it was a really impactful year because it's like when I went, 
I was just like, oh man, I'm going to Eastman. It must yeah, mean I'm that's good. A, that's a, and that's I'm, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just like, and, and I thought like, well, that, you know, I'm going to try to do all this really challenging music and play all these recitals. So it's like my, in my single year there, I, I mean, I played, I, I lost track. Like I played so much stuff because like, I did the GFA competition, I think, in Buffalo that year. Okay. And then I also um, I played the Iran Wes with the with the Symphony Orchestra in uh, well, well, I think they're now Welsh Hills and in, in a. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So I did the Iran Wes with them. I did like a recital in the fall because I had a program together that I was performing somewhere. And, and I was like, hey, can I go ahead? And I was like just dying to play in the hall. So I was like, can I do yeah. a recital? And and Nick was like, sure, go, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so I, you know, I, I did a recital in the fall. And then of course I was trying to do a recital in the spring, which I played. It was not very good. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like trying to learn all, you know, like I learned like all new music for that. And then when I decided to learn all new music, I decided, I, you know, I'm, you know, like I'm at Eastman, I'm a doctoral student at Eastman. I'm going to do all this hard music. That was not a good plan, um, but I did it. <laughs> and and uh, did you get tendonitis? I did not get tendonitis. No, See, there you go. That, that, no. Is, that is a testament right there to the quality of your technique that you can work <laughs> at that level, at that intensity, and not develop any physical issues. No, I mean it was it was absolutely crazy because Mr. Like, Fenberg would be proud. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But that year, I also did like. I played on, I think, two vocalist recitals. I played uh, chamber music. Yeah. Um, I played with a string quartet. I played with a, I played a Paganini trio. I, all in one year. All in one year. I, pre Good you know, word, I premiered, uh, I was, I, I premiered this guitar quartet uh, a student had written. I, I got a, a, an Eastman student to write a piece for me. It's like, I just like went wow, nuts. you were on fire. Well, I was on fire in terms of like trying to do everything, but <laughs> I, th I think that year like really has, has like sat, you know, as like, it, there's a, like a little bit of a sickness in my stomach of like, wow, like I did all those things and I didn't do anything that well. So, but there's so it's like, there. I mean, there, absolutely, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so, so you know, the crazy thing is like, uh, that year I heard, uh, Oh man, now I wish I wish I could remember the player's name, but I heard somebody give a, a recital, I think at the GFA festival, and he played uh he played some Brower etudes. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Brower Etudes. I'm gonna I'm gonna hazard a guess that that was Gordon O'Brien. It no, I do remember he yeah, I did hear him play uh, Brower Etudes. That's right, he did that. Did he do that in Canada? I can't remember now, but there was one year where he, he yeah. was doing really well in a bunch of competitions and yeah, he was playing like four Brower etudes as yeah. part of his competition program. And I was thinking, I remember I, that. That's brilliant. I would never yeah. think, and, and he played the hell out of them. I mean, it sounded great, you know, but yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we do this thing of like, is this repertoire valid or hard enough? You know, and yeah. I, I, I constantly have to remind myself that, you know, that's no, that's not how we do. Yeah. And I, I, th I think of that experience. And I also think of um, the it's one of the I've seen David Russell a number of times. And it was one of the first couple of times that I saw him. And it was right after he had done the Taraga recording. Mm hmm. 
and half the pro program was targa preludes and i remember sitting yeah. down with the program and seeing that and being like incredibly disappointed like targa <laughs> preludes those yeah. things i can yeah. play those yeah and, oh my gosh what a slap in the face i received you know right be right because in the second half of the concert number one it's david russell it sounds amazing yeah and gee it sure doesn't sound like that when i play those pieces right yeah so, yeah yeah. you know it's just a huge lesson on that you know yeah oh no now i remember the, the guitarist i heard play was a uh, alvaro pieri um, oh yeah yeah he, he played he played a set of brower etudes and and not even just not even the back half but they were like i think it was like maybe like one five uh seven it was in the first yeah. like he he did sure. etudes that were like some of the you know from from the easier set and i was like wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> let's <laughs> let's think about this yeah uh, and i bet you enjoyed hearing him right yeah i mean yeah because yeah he, he played them brilliantly and i was like oh yeah i guess there's something to be said for just playing brilliantly like yeah. what you play matters but not nearly as much as like yeah. how you play it so nobody wants to hear me play hard music badly <laughs> <laughs> i uh i had i had that 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 same kind of the, like light bulb well i've, I've gotten it many times i guess because you know we all we all well i have to relearn lessons over and over again before i really learn them i guess but uh yeah you know the the the, the last time that i played the chacon in a, in a concert program and actually it went well i mean it was just fine but I just thought, you know, that was really, I, I did that for me, you know, that was yeah. really indulgent. I don't need to, I don't need to do that to an audience. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I, really, I really felt like I was doing something to the audience rather than yeah. giving them something. And, you know, I had, I had that, that realization then, and I am constantly telling my students, like, you know, you don't want, you don't want to play something and then have somebody say, wow, that sounds like a really hard piece of music. <laughs> no, no, no. You know? Especially <laughs> yeah. if they're not a guitarist, you know, right. especially, if they're, especially if they're a civilian, you know, you, you know, that's not the response that you want, you know. Right. Um, and, it, it, and honestly, I mean, I think most of the time, most of the people in an audience have no idea whether a piece is difficult or not. No, nope. and, and, and they don't care. They don't care, right? Yeah. And and I tell my students, you know, like you, you know, use you use the word brilliantly, you know. I, I always tell them like find something that you can really play. I mean, just absolutely play exactly the way you want it to be, exactly yeah. the way you think you're hearing it. You know, take take just the simplest piece you can find and play the hell out of it, you know? Right. Yeah. And I mean that 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 experience is so valuable to have. And I think I always talk about too that we, we spend so much time playing at the very limit of our ability, you know, because we, we're always trying to get better, we're always trying to improve. Yeah. We always want oh, it's like this it's kind of a macho thing, like oh, you know, I'm going to conquer that piece and, and right. feel really good about myself because I, you know, I bit off that and I chewed it and right. it is. <laughs> right. and, and that kind of attitude, I, I mean, I definitely have, have been guilty of, of, of approaching things that way sometimes. And I remember having this experience. I was, you know, background music gigs, you're going to go and sit in there, sit there and play for three hours. You know, you're going to basically just take stuff you can sight read, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I had that. That was the thing. It's like I'm I'm playing these quote really easy pieces, but I'm playing them with great control. And you know, 
I can phrase them and I can use dynamics. And, you know, I was like, wow, okay, this is what this feels like. And I think it's such a valuable experience, you know, and, and, and it's also, I think there's something to being realistic about your, your abilities too, in a good way. You yeah. Know? Like if, 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 if you're always playing at the outside limit of your abilities, then everything's a struggle and you think you suck. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Yes. <laughs> Why? Yes. <laughs> but then if you, you step back from that, that, you know, that, that inner, that, that, that boundary a little bit and play stuff that you can really handle, you go, huh, maybe, maybe I don't suck as bad as I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> But so I like that year for you must have been, oh, my God, that sounds so intense. Just just from a, a point of view of the amount of material itself. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You must have been practicing like a fiend. I, you know, I, 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 I think about that and I think like, well, was I practicing like a fiend or was <laughs> I, you know, it, it's it's kind of a blur to me. Um, I can understand why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think I, I, I mean, I'm assuming I was practicing a lot. It seemed like I kind of was, but you know how, you know, sometimes, I mean, I have this experience frequently where it's like, I'll practice for, you know, I'll practice for what I think felt like an hour, but it's, you know, basically like two hours are gone. They're unaccounted for three hours are gone. However many, like time is just gone. And it's like, yeah. wait, I practiced an hour today. Why, why is it noon? Like, right. you know, like how, how that happened. Yeah. And so, um, so it's really hard to, to really know sometimes unless, I, unless I'm tracking it for sure. So like right. now I, I, I often try to practice with a, with a timer and I practice with like, uh, kind of like I set the timer for 20 minutes because then that, that keeps me from mm -hmm. kind of just like, zoning off into something that sure. i'm not intending to do or yeah, you know yeah. if that happens then then it's like it's on me because it's like the timer went off to remind me like hey you were going to practice you know your scales or you were going to practice some etudes or yeah which I, you know i guess i think that one of the things from that experience is just like i feel like throughout my life it's it's like i i feel like i i keep going towards more and more and more basic things so it's mm -hmm. like so my, my, my practicing now is like, I don't, I, I, I'm not trying to play concerts. I'm not trying to do like, you know, a lot, a lot of your guests are trying to do concerts and all that. I, I'm not trying to do that at this point. Um, it's, you know, that's, that's just like so much, it's so time intensive, right? Cause you'll, you know, it's, the business end of that is so, so time consuming and, and requires a certain kind of energy that, that, I'm not good at, honestly. Yeah. You know, I, I, that, that back, I started doing that back in the days before everybody had email and like, you know, it was all by telephone and yeah. I, had a, so, you know, I had a book, book of all my contacts and everything and going through and like, basically I would spend an entire work day was my phone day. Right. Oh my gosh. It was depressing and, and just beat the hell out of me and I hated it. And, yeah. you know, and I finally got to the point where like, I just, I figured I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not invested in this the way I should be. And if somebody was doing it for me, great. Yeah. I'll go and play, but yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. that guy, you know, and, and it, it, the world of email made, made the whole process a little, a little easier, but still it's just like, wow, you know, that, that, that's the part of it that, that I just, you know, 
it, to me, it wasn't worth the, the, the hassle. And then when I started playing a lot more chamber music, you know, I found it more interesting to travel with somebody and oh yeah, yeah, you know, it, like not 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 be cast alone on you know by myself on the road. And it's not like I did a ton of that anyway, but I didn't. I did enough of it to realize like, wow, that is really a that's a strange strange kind of thing, you know? Right? You spend yeah. So much time alone, you know, and then you go and do this thing for an hour and a half, two hours, and you know, people are you know taking you out to dinner and chatting with you and then it's like okay see ya like oh wow and I when I started doing more chamber music stuff traveling with somebody that was cool that was that yeah. was fun it's like an adventure you know um, yeah but uh yeah it's, it's a weird thing well I mean my really at this stage my practicing is really I'd have to say it's it's basically all all for me because yeah it's like um you know, most, most of the playing that I do at this point is more, you know, I make, I make some YouTube videos and, um, I, and I, and there, there, there's nothing like really, I, I haven't released anything that's technically that, that challenging. It's like, you know, I've done like a few Beatles songs and, um, one of my, one of my own pieces. And, um, so like the stuff that I've released thus far, isn't that technically challenging because, when I go to, to, you know, play something more challenging, then, then I get stricken by the like, Oh wait, this is not good enough. Oh wait, the tempo is not fast enough. Oh wait, you're not playing with enough clarity. Oh wait. Like, like you're not, you don't have enough control to phrase this the way you want to. And so, you know, I, I just get, I get really like tied up in that. But so like, you know, my, my practicing is, is really, like it doesn't, like, I feel like I'm pretty much just doing it for me because like, mo you know, when people hear me, it's like, but if I play weddings and stuff like that, and even stuff like, even things like that, I realize that, oh, you know, you were, you were talking about like, you know, playing stuff for gigs and, um, and, you know, now at this point in my life, I'm just like, Hey, I realize that the stuff that's in my gig book, I don't, I don't feel like I, it's fine. People enjoy it. Like they give me, you know, five star reviews, et cetera. So they're, you know, they're enjoying it, but I'm just like, you know, it makes me feel sick to my stomach when I play Paco Bell Cannon in D and it's not great. It makes me right. feel queasy. And, and so, and so it's like, Oh, well, I guess, you know, you better like keep up your scales and you better like do some etudes and you better like actually write fingerings into your music that you've been playing without fingerings for 20 years. Right, um, right, right. <laughs> so. no, I, 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 it's, I, I hear you. I absolutely hear you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. The, 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 the dis distillation towards the fundamental, right? You know, yeah. You know, you, 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 we think it's, it's this really complicated process, and really, it's just more like real mastery of the simple stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's, it's difficult. I think it's difficult for the active mind to to digest that you know you think because you, you don't believe it you think there's got to be more to it it's got to be i spent all this time all this money you know pursuing this and yeah. wait, it, it's it's that simple okay and then you go and make it complicated again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah i love, no, I I love what you said about the, the the thing with fingerings like um because yeah like you know you think oh of course i can play this and, and then you screw something up and you're like oh dummy you're you know why yeah. sight reading on a gig and you know it, it's 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 funny and and i've gotten to the point now where i mean 
Like if I miss something more than once, I'm going to write something on the score. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's like a conditioned response. Like, right. I obviously need a reminder because I screwed that up again. Okay. You know, like, it's just, it's really interesting how that happens, you know? And I remember like all you teachers, you're always like, you know, why why is your score so clean you know why don't you have any markings on there it's like oh i don't need them i can remember that yeah why you sound like shit maybe you should write something on the score yeah that's right don't suck (laughs) no you know what's crazy is like i played with a there's there's a chamber music group here in charleston called chamber music charleston and um they they had me on I think like the year, but I feel like it's like three years ago. And, um, and I was doing, uh, ah, man, what is the guy's name? There's a, there's, there's a, uh, there's a romantic composer or neo-romantic. Cause I think he was like, like, like in the early, uh, 1900s, but a bunch of his, uh, chamber music has been, has come out relatively recently where, where the, he, he has these clarinet sonatas and, uh, It'll, I, I'm hoping it'll come to me at some point. But anyway, I was working with a clarinetist. And, um, you know, working with woodwind players is just so humbling because basically, like, and I love I love scoring for woodwinds, like, especially, like, flutes and clarinets because yeah. I can just, like, write anything on there and they can pretty much play it. And, 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 and if there's a blip, then I think, like, uh-oh, I wrote something too hard because, <laughs> like, they can just, like, Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, good, good players, obviously. Yeah. But um, but, you know, in rehearsing with him, you know, he was like making a joke about like, oh, I keep missing this note. He's like, oh. and he was like, that's what I need this pencil for. So like he wrote it in <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, pencil. That's right. Like that's that's a crucial thing. That's that is a like we should all be a slave to that pencil. Like absolutely like that pencil should just be like right there all the time every, every notebook that i have has has a nail buffer and a pencil in it every guitar case that i have <laughs> has a nail buffer and a yeah. pencil and a set of strings in it and i used to tell my students if you go like anywhere without a pencil i'm gonna yell at you like, it, like <laughs> yeah you, what are you doing in this lesson where's your pencil I don't yeah. have one. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm here, let me throw one at you. You know, or in a rehearsal. Oh my god, that used to drive me nuts. Like yeah. in rehearsals, and I'd be like, "Hey, okay, mark this in your score," and just you know, a bunch of blank stares. Like, it's such a basic thing that can be yeah. so impactful. Like, absolutely. Yeah, and and I, I you know. I found that my memory is not for for a number of reasons. My memory is not what it used to be, and and yeah. so as as I've as I've aged, um, yeah, that becomes even even more important. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah, it's well the 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 humbling thing to me is just like I've had so many you know when you just said earlier like you know talking to a student saying like hey why are you know why is your score so pristine or, you know, like, <laughs> are you working on this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's right. Have you opened the music? Um, I have scores like that, that, you know, of pieces that, that it's like, it's wait a minute, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, where, where are my right hand fingerings? Right. Like, and, and I know that at the time I was like, I know what it is, but it's like, it, it, you know what I tell my students now is just like oh if, if there's no marking in it basically it means you just you don't care and that's fine if you don't care that's all right you cannot <laughs> care 
but don't 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 try to pretend otherwise because right. if you do if you did not put a marking in you don't care and i said and, and it's like and then i tell them like it's not it's not you know i'm not I'm not like coming down on you. I'm talking right. to me as much as you because I have right. seen my scores right. and I can tell you that I thought I was being serious, but I wasn't, <laughs> you know, that's not serious. Right. No, you know, no markings in your score is not serious. Right. Yeah. No, it's a, that's a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. So what, during, I, I keep thinking back to this, this, this crazy year that you, you had when you were doing all this stuff, you know, you, you said that the, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm hearing is that part of that experience was that you did all this stuff. There had to have been some of it that you felt good about, you know, that you, um, it wasn't, you know, you, it wasn't all just like, because I, I know that can happen too. And I, that's one of the, that's one of the big challenges for me with how much I work. Sometimes I, I think, you know, yeah, I did all this stuff, but I didn't do any of it really well. You know, I didn't, yeah. like, I, I didn't peek out on any of that stuff. It was like, I got the job done. Right. It was adequate. Most people probably were very happy with, with the product and that's fine. But right. like, I know, you know, and, it, and, and, and I, I, I rarely have the opportunity these days, I feel like to really just do that, you know, cause I, 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 I'm overworked. I do too much stuff. I take too much stuff on it. And, and, yeah. um, and everything's at the last minute and everything's in a hurry. And, and, and my work is always like crammed in between other stuff. So, um, you know, so, but I wonder like, you know, just in general or specifically about that year, there had to been, had to been things that you felt good about, or was it all, you know, just like, ah, yeah, I did it, you know, and, and that's that, that was your satisfaction by it. And what, what kind of lessons did you take from that? Or not, not so much lessons, but like, because I think about, that, about times in, in my life where they got kind of like that too. And it really, I, I kind of think in a way they, they level you up a little bit too. You know, it's like you get, you get through that, you survive something like that. And it's like a crucible. It makes you a little bit stronger and, and you, you realize a little bit more about what you are capable of. And maybe you refine the process because you had to, you know, like I, you always think of this, this, this lesson that I had for myself of, you know, if I've only got 15 minutes to practice, man, I can make that 15 minutes just awesome and super yeah. efficient. Yeah. Whereas if I have three hours to practice and I'm like really leisurely and, you know, think, oh, this is great. Probably only 15 or 20 minutes of that would be good anyway. <laughs> so like just get rid of the crap. Right. The good stuff. In there. Right, right, right. Um, so, I mean, did you, did you find that that, that kind of was something that happened to you through that, that experience? Uh, wait, wait, the, what was that? What happened? That, that, that kind of galvanizing crucible kind of thing, or, you know, did, 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 how did it change you after, after you had that year where you, you were just crazy, crazy, crazy working your ass off, like so much music, so much stuff, so many different things you know, being on fire like that, like when you came through that at the end of it, like how did, how do you think that changed you or what, uh, you know, what lessons did you, did you really have? Oh man, I didn't, that? I didn't know you were going to ask me any hard questions. <laughs> uh, I thought we were just going to chit chat about some guitar. And, uh, um, yeah. I mean, I, or, it's, I, I guess the, the, the challenge for me in answering that question is that you know, coming, knowing that I was only going to be there for a year, it was like, I, 
I kind of felt like I had to get everything I possibly yeah, could get out of it, sure, you know? So sure. I felt like I had to like play everything, you know, play. Yeah. Like I, I knew that like Eastman was full of great musicians. I, so I knew I had to like take every chamber music opportunity yeah. I could and yeah. all that. So I guess the, the first part was like, you were asking, well, like, well, were there, were there things that you felt like you did well? Yeah. You know, when, when I, um, when I first got there, the recital that I gave, I felt like was a pretty solid recital. So like, yeah. I felt good about that. And, um, and uh, the, there was one chamber music experience where we, we really just worked on one movement of a, oh man, now I can't remember the quartet. It, uh, it, uh, he's, is he Puerto Rican composer? Uh, he has Roberto a toccata. Yeah, Roberto Sierra, yeah. Uh -huh. um, I, I, I worked with a quartet uh, on one movement of the Sierra Quartet, which Very was crazy. which was extremely, <laughs> extremely difficult. Yeah. Because, you know, it was like, I have you played it? Are you... I, I'm familiar with it, yeah. It's, it's okay. uh, yeah, his, his yeah. music can be, let's say that it can be rhythmically complex. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so. Yeah, That's because so I cool. think- I love his music. I think it's fantastic stuff. You know, I remember hearing the premiere. I think it was the premiere of that. And because um, I think the premiere was like at a GFA. Probably, yeah. And I and I remember going up to him and, and talking to him and saying like, oh, I love, really loved your music. That was great. And he was like, well, I'm not sure. He was like, that was great, but that wasn't really my music. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> and, but, but then, you know, but then when I worked on it, I was like, well, I know why he said that because like that, that's, yeah, yeah it's, it's extremely difficult. So I, that was, that was something that I felt good about because it's like, we work like crazy. So I felt good about that. And, um, and I felt okay about some of the other things. Um, so, you know, that was the, the first question you were asking. And then as far as like lessons I came away with or, you know, how I came away, you know, it's hard because it, you know, I knew I was going to be there a year and, and it's really, it's kind of a big personal challenge and let down to go from like being at Eastman and like, Hey, you're a doctoral student. You're, you're <laughs> this really vibrant school around these incredible musicians. And then I came back to Columbus, Ohio. And I, and it's like, Oh yeah, Carl has my old job. I have like, I have nothing to do. Sorry, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like it's not your fault. Yeah. I mean, you, you did what you, you know, need what we're supposed to do. Like you're like, yeah, this is, I have it because that's like you left town and now I'm doing the job. And, uh, and so, you know, it was, it, it was, it was personally a kind of a challenging time to go from that. And, um, and then, you know, then I think, uh, you know, it, uh, I, I think I probably like really less like start, you know, at some point after that began kind of a feeling of, you know, kind of feelings of self doubt of, right. you know, about like, uh, you know, hey, am I actually like, am I actually any good? Uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, is it, you know, I don't know. It's, I mean, I, I think most musicians, we, we all feel like we're, we're called to do this. Like we're going to do it. This is what right. we love to do. And, and really very, there's very little other people can say that will change Right. change our thoughts about that yeah just a quick story that's that's kind of reminding me of uh i did a a 
one of the GFA competitions. It was in New Orleans, and um, and I made it in the semifinals, and I don't know how. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but I did. And um, and it was the uh, uh, variations on the Moldavian Aura was the oh, was the yeah. set piece. Oh, the, yeah. the Ian Krauss. Oh my God. Yeah, which was a not so piece. And I mean, I yeah. you know I remember like getting that piece in the mail and just thinking like. Oh, my life what? is over. <laughs> 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 and uh, and anyway, you know, it's it's funny because I I didn't I didn't go that year, but I would have loved to have heard all of the different. Um, let, let me let, uh, trying to be diplomatic. I would love to hear all all the, the attempts. Different attempts to find <laughs> solutions to playing that piece. Yeah. You know? Well. Uh, you know, being a, a good competitor, I, you know, I was like, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to learn some things and um, I'm going to get comments from the judges. And, uh, and so I approached Bruce Holtzman for comments and, uh, and he said, um, <laughs> I was like, Hey, you know, you know, can you give me any comments? And, and, and he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, I, I, I took careful notes of all the players. I can give you comments. He said, um, let's see about, about half of the players there were, you know, I kind of divided the, the players into two groups. And he was like, half of the players there were, they were like, you know, they were definitely like competing to be a finalist and to be, you know, to like win the competitions, uh, to win the competition. Then he said about half of the players had no clue what was going on and had no <laughs> business being there. And he said, and, and, and you were in that second group. <laughs> and, nice. and, I was, and I was just like, wow. okay. You should put that in your bio. I mean, I know, I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> and you were in that second. Yeah. Oh and I was just God. like, okay, well, you know, thanks. Thanks for the feedback. Wow. But, but, you know, it's like things like that. It's like, you know, when he said that, like when I've told that story to people, they were just like, oh my gosh, like that's, yeah. that's horrible. Like, how did you respond to that? And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's fine because it's like, you know, we're, we're, like we're we're more critical than anybody can possibly be, right? Right, right. And so it's like, all right, I get it. Like, I I know it wasn't <laughs> like I wasn't great, sure, but I wasn't like sure. I wasn't totally clueless. Like, yeah. and maybe maybe I didn't deserve to be there, but like, uh, you paid you know, the fee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I mean, well, it. it if you were in the semis of a competition you had no business being in, I think that says more about the organization hosting the competition than it does. <laughs> right, that's right. And that's I'm right. just going to leave that there. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I mean, it, you know, it's it's just like things like, you know, I, I think of that comment and I think, and I also like one other quick story in that is like when I, um, I was listening to your podcast, I think was it, I think it might've been the one that was released today, but you were, you were talking about how when you were at USC in, in Columbia, South Carolina, that, um, you know, most of the students did not have that much playing background before they went to yeah. school. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's me. That's my background. Like um, I decided my senior year of high school that I wanted to learn classical guitar, that I wanted to get serious. And, and, and how, try were learn. You, how were you exposed to it in the first place? Like, how did you even know that that was a thing? Um, I think twofold, I think like my, I think I knew it through like, uh, my, 
my mom was into classical music and she had a friend who was into classical music. So I think like they, they had brought some awareness to, you know, to me about classical guitar and, um, and then also just like, you know, playing, I had a I had somebody I went to school with who played classical guitar, you know, quote okay. classical guitar. Sure, sure. And I remember saying, you know, and, and I, you know, so I knew that it was a thing. I didn't know that much about it. I was so and, clueless that I asked him to show me how to play classical, and he was like, I, I can't, I can't show you how to play classical, <laughs> and I didn't understand that. I was like, well, can't sure. you just like show me? Right, right. And he was right. like, he was and, like and, no. I mean, you you had been playing guitar, right? You 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 did yeah. the rock thing. Yeah, the, I did. I did the rock thing. Yeah, but uh, the story. And you had been doing that for a while before. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing, yeah. you know, like rock stuff, and yeah. yeah, primarily rock stuff since I was like 13 is when I started right. playing. Yeah. Um, but when I told my uh, my classical guitar teacher in December of my senior year that I was like, Hey, by the way, I want to apply to college and study classical guitar. Right. Like he, he literally laughed at me and ah, said, nice. you have no idea what you're talking about. Wow. <laughs> did, did he know but, what he was talking about? Yeah, of course he did. Okay. okay. <laughs> you know, like, he was exactly right. I did have no, I had no clue. <laughs> I was like, I was working in Aaron Shearer book one and playing badly. Right. <laughs> so I'm um, okay. So I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to stretch my 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 groupy legs here. So to to just prove to you that yes, I I I've, I've been following you your entire life, and and you were my hero as an undergraduate. I believe you're from the Pittsburgh area originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. See, come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's Give right. it up. <laughs> right. And so you were no, in was... Pittsburgh doing doing the rock thing, and you you, you tripped into classical guitar. Who were you yeah. studying with there? Did uh, James Furla is is the guy's oh, name? Yeah, I know yeah. That name sure. Yeah, yeah, and he was. Uh, and I mean, the thing is, like, you know, he was. I've I've talked to him, you know, since then, you know, and uh, quite a few years ago. I was like, hey, you know, like, in, you, you know, my that one day, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know. At some point when I was like trying to do concerts, I contacted him about doing a concert, you know, for the preparatory department at uh, uh, Carnegie Mellon and, and right. he arranged for me to come out and play. And I think at that point I was like, hey, you know, remember, you know, when I was I, I was telling him the story and he was like, really? And I was like, it's OK. Like you, <laughs> you were exactly right. You know, it's not you weren't telling me something wrong. Like that's yeah. you know, that was that was exactly the right. Like in my mind, it's like, sure. Hey, you you really do not know what you're talking about, which I didn't. <laughs> but you know yeah. the thing is, is like, and and I think this is, it's an interesting thing because I think oftentimes people get into situations. If you did know what you were talking about, you wouldn't have done it. You would have talked yourself out. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. You know? Right, 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 yeah, right. Like, like your 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 courage to do it was, you know, part of it was like you you had no idea what you were stepping into. Yeah, you know? I mean that's and that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's, that's well, really because you, you can't you can't plan on that kind of stuff. It's just like, oh, here we go, you know. Yeah. And that's. Well, I think, you know, part of it is right. Part of it is it's, it's just like, hey, like that's that's a kind of cool thing. And then part of it is just like, hey, that's kind of a dumb thing. But I mean, right. it is it is what it is. And it's just like, you're hey, you can afford to be dumb. <laughs> right. Except, I mean, at this point, I'm not I'm not young. I mean, you know, relatively speaking, I'm I'm in my 50s <laughs> and. And it's still like, I still choose to do it. It's still, 
you know, I'm sure you know, like a lot of people who have kind of just chosen to do something else, sure. right? Of course, of course. But it's just like, I can't seem to just let go of the fact that this is, right. you know, this is part of who I am and what I want to do. And, and even if I have no idea what I'm talking about or have no business being there, like that's not going to stop me. I'm, I still right. want to do it. I, even if I'm, yeah, it's like all, all these things. And I still am really drawn, drawn to music, drawn to the guitar. I still want to, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I still want to get up early in the morning and, and practice and, you know, yeah. work on music. Have you ever gone through periods where you didn't practice or have you been, have you been a consistent practicer like your whole career? I mean, I would say I have, I, I, I wouldn't describe myself as having been a very disciplined practicer. Yeah. Like I feel like I've always practiced, but I feel like I practice a lot better now than yeah. ever before. Sure. And, um, and, and I've gone through periods where, you know, as I've been trying to do, I think I'd, men I'd mentioned to you, you know, before before the, the podcast that I, I'm trying to, you know, spend more of my time doing um, musical things that are, that is not playing the guitar. So more writing and more um, arranging uh, and, and that, that kind of thing. And, um, and I've gone through a period where I'm just like, I'm just, I'm not going to play or, or I'm only going to play, you know, 30 minutes or something like that. And um, so that I can really focus on writing. And what I found is just like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work because I just, I need to play. I like, I just, I just need to do it. And, and it's like, if I, if I try not to, then it's like, it's like binge eating. It's like, you know, me and <laughs> me and barbecue chips. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if I, I can, I can try not to eat it, but like, once I get around that bag of chips, they're gone. Yeah. You know? So, so I was, I was that way. I became that way about like, you know, I'd feel bad about not practicing, and then when I start doing it, then it's like, oh, yeah. nothing happened. Like I didn't, I didn't return any phone calls. I didn't return any right. emails. I didn't, yeah. like, I didn't do anything. I didn't clean up the kitchen. I did jack squat. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, sure. it's sort of that same feeling that uh, you might not know, but one would get from like completing a bag of barbecue chips and being like, <laughs> maybe. I, I do know this feeling, yes. <laughs> maybe I didn't need to do all that. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I've, I've had experiences where I just feel weird. Like, you know, I'm like, something's off. Something's not quite right. Yeah. You know, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily like, oh, I'm depressed or I'm in, you know, like in the dumps or whatever. It's just like something's weird. And then I think, oh, well, it's, I haven't really played much lately. You know? Yeah. And and it just kind of keeps everything in check, you know. <sighs> right. And, right. And and and, I, and like you said, it's like if if I it's better for me to do a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of scratch that itch a little bit and, and do something. Um and then then to yeah to to let it let it go but it's a you know it's a challenge but yeah and i i also have the experience i i, I know exactly what you're talking about with this thing of you know once you pick it up time disappears the next thing you know it's like oh shit um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i just sat here for three hours and i had stuff that i was supposed to go do oh well yeah um that's not getting done today so, yeah you know, i like it, it's 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 an interesting thing but i like you know i, I 
I love this idea, you know, of, you know, there's, here's something that, that you've been doing your whole life, right? I mean, you, you started playing guitar as, as, as a young person, you know, and you're not a young person anymore, but you've, you've done that the whole time, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been this constant thread and this constant presence in your life. And I, and I think one of the things that I always, I'm fascinated by, and I, I you mentioned something about that too, is like, you're, you're still getting better, you know, like it's, well, that's amazing that, that there's something in the world that a human being can do that's yeah. like that, you know, right. You're, you're never going to run out. You're never going to get to the point where like, Oh, I did that. I'm done. I, yeah. I, I, I achieved it. Okay. I'm, you <laughs> know, like what's my next hobby going to be, you know, like, no, I, I, I know that there are other things in the world like that, but I'm just that to me, that's so fascinating that, that we, we can, I mean, that's my goal is I want to play guitar and I want to continue to get better for the rest of my life. However long that's going to be, yeah. you know, it's that's that I, I just love that. I think it's so cool. No, I'm, I'm absolutely baffled by that. It's it, because, <laughs> you know, I had this, um, uh, discussion with Andrew zone about, I don't know, five or 10 years ago. Um, we were both friends with a, a guy, Richard Todd, who teaches, oh, yeah. oh you know, God. Richard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, and, I, um, he's, he's probably made, made me laugh harder than any human <laughs> being on the planet, more than any human being on the planet. It's like, pretty, it's pretty what funny. A, a outrageous sense of humor that guy has. Yeah. Well, you know, Richard was doing at, at some point he was doing this. He teaches at a, a at an HBC a historically black college. Yeah. And um, he was doing at one point, he was actually like doing a, uh, a guitar kind of festival type thing there. And um, and he invited me to come up and Andrew was there. And um, and I remember talking with Andrew and asking him about like the development of technique. And I was saying like, hey, do you, you know, like, what do you do as far as you're practicing? Do you still like practice for technique or anything like that? And, um, and he was like, no, not really. He was like, you know, I... I I think like once, you know, once you've hit your twenties, you're, you've, you've already developed your technique. And, um, and like, I was thinking about that and I was like, maybe huh. if you're in zone. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's precisely what I was thinking. Um, cause, cause like, I think, you know, everybody does have like their, you know, kind of a technical ceiling. Right. Yeah. But, um, but I definitely have not reached mine. Like, I, I think Andrew probably did reach his. Cause I mean, I remember hearing him in his, you know, when, when he was like, uh, I don't know, like, I, I think I remember hearing him like, I think as a winning third or fourth place in GFA when he was really young. Yeah. And, um, and technically like everything was crazy technique. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was just like rock solid, amazing technique. And, um, and I remember thinking like, wow, like that guy's really gifted. But then in talking to him, he was like, yeah, I practiced. Like he, he said that he practiced for some insane number of hours, like mm. every day. Um, he was like, he, he told me that he doesn't actually um, need that much sleep. And so when he was an undergrad, he would, you know, by the time everybody was waking up for breakfast, he'd already practiced, you know, like three hours or four hours. Um so anyway, when you know when he said that, it really got me thinking because I really felt like I I felt like I was not at my technical peak, and you know this is you know at this point I'm you know like you know 
40 or 50 years old. And I'm still like, hey, I, I think I can, you know, be better, you know? So I'm just like, no, that can't be true. And I, and I, and I think, you know, I think that, you know, for, for people like him, like he probably, you know, there are people right. who reach their limit then, but I'm amazed that like, you know, I, I play, my technique is better now than it was mm -hmm. like even, you know, two or three years ago. So it's like, it, it's continuing to get better, which um, absolutely amazes me because yeah, <laughs> it's just not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I, I, I keep thinking like, well, this is probably it for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder too. I mean, there is. I think there's something really interesting. I, I have a similar experience. I would, I would, I would say that that's you know that's kind of how how I've always gone about it. It's you know it's it's getting better. It's getting better. It's constantly getting better. Um, but I also know that like, I mean, there's going to be a limit. You know, our bodies get old and they, right. they, they just don't do things as effectively. Um, you know, and, and I've seen this in, in, you know, great players and, and great musicians as, as they age, you know, I saw Isaac Stern play the Brahms in Cleveland when I was a student there and mm -hmm. he was very old. I mean, he was like really, I, I think he was in his eighties. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely beautiful and, and so mature, of course. And, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's Isaac Stern. Was it flawless? No. I mean, yeah. he was an old man. Like, right, right. But it was, it, but it, it, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, tell him. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. But I, so, but I know that that, you know, that's a reality. That's something that, that could happen at any time. And I always wonder, it's like, Hmm, am I getting there? Is that, uh, you know, is, is that, is that what's going on here? Is I just, you know, I'm not, I don't have the young, young body that I had as a, you know, 20 something or whatever. And, yeah. and you know, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting thing, but I don't, you know, it's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that goes, but uh, yeah, no, I'm thinking about like you, I think I, I think I'm still getting better, thankfully, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I heard, I heard Pepe Romero play, sometime in the last decade and and at, at that point i believe he was 70 yeah. or you know oh, wow. so he was he's up there and yeah. and i've heard him play you know back when i was a, a a student at cincinnati so like you know i heard him like i've heard him like you know i'd say at that point he should have been kind of pretty much like in his peak condition sure, when i heard him sure. as a student but i didn't i didn't hear anything I didn't hear any flaws in his playing, mm. you know, when he was in his, when he was 70, it, it was, Amazing. it was still, it was still like, you know, listening to Pepe Romero play, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Something else, something else, there was something else that, that came up you're talking about doing the gfa oh yeah so you know back to to, to bruce's comment to you and, and, and that whole thing so you know i i didn't do much of that but i i did a little bit of it just just to kind of get out there and and circulate in that world a little bit and yeah and test my metal right um, and I, I, I learned pretty quickly from being around the kind of players that, that were getting in the finals and winning those kinds of things that I was not that kind of player. 
Yeah. You know, and, and I, but I was fine with that, you know, and yeah. it's like, that doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean that I can't play and it doesn't mean that, that, that I don't have any worth, but it, it and I kind of set, you know, I, I wanted, I had the goal for a while of being like a solid semifinals. That's what I wanted to do. You know, yeah. I, I kind of got to it. Um, but like, I never thought that, you know, I was going to be a, a real competitor at that level. Right. You know, I, I just that does being realistic about it. So it's it's interesting to me that 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 Bruce would have that like like you're not gonna like the, the, there couldn't be a variety of experiences. You know, I I mean, how many people compete in a GFA on an average year? You know, I mean, I'm sure they get 50 submissions. You know, back, yeah, back yeah, in, yeah, Back in the day when it was you know the first round was tape round or whatever. I'm sure they you know like I I don't know what but I I wouldn't no I, I mean I. I remember that that particular round there, there it was it was like in the 50 60 yeah range of so players you're, you're telling me that that all 50 of those people you know I think there's a variety of experiences across those 50 people there's you know there's the folks it's like the PGA there's the, there's the folks at the top yeah they're, they're they're showing up to see who's going to win this one you know it's the same right. handful of people usually circulating right. well, it was at that point in time I don't know if it's the same now because it was much yeah. competition in those days um but you know, if you look at the winter circles, it's yeah, know, like so. so uh, there's, those, there's those folks, and then there's you know folks poking into the the semifinals every here and here now and what right, and and then every, everybody else, right? So, and you can't tell me that like, I mean, I I think yeah, I mean, it's just to 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 look at that and say you know, well, there's two types of no, there's not. There's fifty, types, you know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? There's if there's fifty of them, and there's only four finalists. There's probably 40 types. And yeah. then you got this other really elite group of 10 people who figured this out, and that's what they've concentrated on. They've gotten really good at doing this. And everybody that I know who did well in competitions will tell you that that there's a certain kind of playing that they cultivated yeah. to do well in competitions. Right, know? right. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting that there's, you know, there's that, that whole science that goes into that kind of thing. And, and uh, but Yeah, I've been... Um... I've been a part of the Southern Guitar Festival. Do you know Marina Alexandra? Are you familiar yeah. with her? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I've been friends with Marina for, I, I guess, I, I think I I started uh, kind of helping out with the festival in some capacity when it began, which I think was like in, I, I, I believe it's been over... I'm, I guess I should know, but I'm thinking it was like 2009, 2010, something like that. And um, and last year, you know, we had the competition all online. And so we ended up having like 80 something submissions. Oh, wow. And um, and I listened to all 80 <laughs> submissions. And, oh, my goodness. And, you know, so, yeah, <laughs> so that was like a lot of players. Um, and I was. You know, I was really surprised by um, I was surprised by two things. One is just like, wow, the level of playing is it's, positive. It's just nuts. Like it is. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I was really blown away with that. And there were there were a few players who were you know just really like you know th th that that I felt like yeah these there's a you know there's there's a handful of these players that we could the for me that i would say like these are all winners you know like right at that point it's it's more a matter of 
I don't know, we're splitting hairs. We're, I mean, right. we're having a competition for art for crying out loud. So it's like, <laughs> you know, but it still surprises me how, how few of that 80 really like invest in what's, what they're doing musically and artistically. Right. You know, it's like they're technical, they're, they're technically absolutely amazing. Right. But you know, players who just really know how to bear their soul in their playing, mm -hmm. that's that's such an elite group. That's like right. so many fewer players than yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know, than than that group. Yeah. Do, do I mean and do you think that consistently those are the folks that you're seeing kind of in the winner circle, you know, actually winning the competitions? Um Hmm. <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting quandary, isn't it? You know, well, because I think you, know, I think you get judges panels, and everybody's got opinions on on things, and and, and it's it's like you said, you know, it's it's they're all winners. It's just yeah. how how does that run into the opinions of the the, the particular people that happen to be sitting on the panel? And the right. other experience that I've had in those in those in those worlds is that as as the as the pool of competitor gets smaller, the pool of jurors also gets smaller. So yeah. you might have you know you might have a dozen judges for the semifinals, and you have four for the finals. Yeah, right? yeah. And and so it you know that that averaging quotient that happens when you have more people involved, you know, suddenly yeah. people's opinions become stronger. And and I you know the the tales I've heard about you know things that people have done in competitions it's 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 not as objective as as one might think and and it's it's just an interesting thing all the way around yeah what's crazy is that you can have you know you can I, every year i have this experience right where where it's like i don't do I, I don't judge a bunch of competitions this is the only one i'm involved with so this is like my my only experience is with a southern guitar competition um but it fascinates me because every year, like there's usually different judges who cycle through and every year there's an instance where I just think to myself, oh my gosh, like surely we're all in agreement. This, right. this is the winner. Like this person is at head and shoulders the best. Right. And then there's somebody else who's just like, oh, I thought like I was really disappointed. I thought like they were very flat or they were, you know, they were too yeah. loud or they were too, you know, it's like. And I was like, are we listening to the same thing? Yeah, did we sit in the same room? Yeah. But it's like, we're, you know, when you, when you look at it, it's like, oh, we're all, you know, rel <laughs> relatively intelligent, uh, kind of, we, you know, we, this is our thing. Like, this is what we right. do. Sure. So, yeah. but we come away with an entirely different perspective. Um, right. And it's and that's a, such a crazy thing about the com yeah. competitions is is that you know you can have like really divergent opinions yeah. that is just like surprisingly divergent you know when it when it comes to like people competing at this level um, right. so it's yeah because like you know I, I I've known times when it's like hey like you know one of my finalists is just like where I'm thinking like this is a strong contender for somebody to win. Yeah. And then somebody else, it's like, yeah, they weren't on my list. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, wait, how can that be? How can they not, like, not be on your list? Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. And then also, you know, yeah. vice versa, where, you know, it's sure. like, yeah, they're like, oh, did you hear this person? And I'm just thinking, are we are we talking about the same person? Like, I think that person was <laughs> like, they, you know, it brings up this point. And I, there's, there's something that we talked about earlier that made me think of this. Oh, we, when we're talking about this idea of, you know, finding something simple and playing it really well. You know, I always think that like in this situation with, with, you know, uh, a, a competition and, and you're adjudicating one on, don't we all take like a checklist and, you know, like here, here are the things that I think are important in this order. You know, I, we don't consciously do this, but I think yeah. that's, that's kind of what goes on in, in, in our minds. And, and so there, there are certain things that, you, that we each individual is looking to have satisfied. Right? right. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, well, he did that. He did that. He did that. Oh, that person didn't do that. You know, so I can't, you know, and I think, and, and our, 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 maybe all of our, our, our checklists are going to be slightly different, but I think, I think audiences do that too. You know, yeah. individuals and audiences do that. Cause I've, I mean, not just competitions. I've, I've run right. into that in, in, in audiences as well, where somebody says, wow, you know, the, when he played this piece, I thought that was amazing and blah, blah, blah. But then when, when they did this, uh, that, you know, and it's not just even like tastes and music. It, right. It's just, it's, it's, it's funny how that goes. And the thing that I always, again, I, there's something I always tell my students is like, your goal is to make somebody say that was beautiful. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I think that's what that's really the thing. That's what that's what we all want. Right. That's that's like the that's the top. It should be. Yeah. Whether we know it or not. Let, let, let me just put it that way. I guess. I don't know. Like, I think it, at its essence, that's what we're all looking for. When we have this search for beauty, when that's satisfied, we don't go, hey, that was really beautiful, but it was too slow. Or yeah, like that doesn't <laughs> right. happen. It's like as right, soon as right. you say that was really beautiful, you're done. You're satisfied. That bag of chips is in your belly. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> and and I, you know, it's it's it, that's always kind of fascinated me about that kind of thing too. And I remember, I don't, I don't remember like where or what it was, but it was it was a competition that I was I was in the audience for, and somebody was playing and it was, it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And there was a woman a couple seats down from me who was weeping. I mean, she, she, she like tears in her eyes and who knows yeah. what kind of emotional response and like, but I looked at that and I thought that guy just won this competition. That's yeah. like, it's, it's over done. Right. We have a weeping audience member. <laughs> right. He's the winner. You know. <laughs> but, you know, but again, I guess, it, you know, brings up that whole thing of, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're competing artistically. Like what, right. what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, ultimately I think, you know, music is about emotion. It, it It's just, it's, it, it's a language to express our emotions Right. And and if you can communicate that emotion, really nobody cares about anything else. They don't care about how hard the piece was or if you made mistakes or anything like that. They really just care about emotion, which can be conveyed with just like, you know, one beautiful note. Like, right. like just like there's 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 just something about resonance, you know, sound and resonance that can convey that. And we get we get lost in all the little I don't know. We get lost in all, all, all the, you know, in the in the trees of that, 
And, um, and really it just comes down to, Hey, are you able to touch lives and make the world a better place? Like, and if the answer is yes, then absolutely great. And that's, that's a fascinating thing about, you know, YouTube is like, you know, how many of these really to the people who have like a ton of, you know, YouTube subscribers and, you know, you know, they, they, they've, they've got like tons of, uh, uh, views on their videos and it's like they've never win a you know some of them are are you know p- perhaps would be co- competition worthy but a lot of them aren't aren't necessarily that kind of player right but but they're they're connecting with people and and people are like it's it's moving people so it doesn't matter whether or not they're you know they would be a finalist at gfa right. nobody <laughs> nobody cares about that except for like <laughs> six people <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting it's a, yeah and i it's so and that that brings me back again i keep i keep thinking thinking about points that we we chatted about earlier so when before you knew what classical guitar was when you were when you were just a young guitarist and 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 made made that uh, foolish decision to pursue it as, <laughs> as as an academic career and then as a professional career like did you did you have an experience where you heard it and you were you were just blown away by the sound and said well, that's no. what I want to do no okay. no you were just, no it was, it no was I you hadn't done yet and you know in my mind I was like well, classical music is like, that's serious. Right? right. So I, in my mind, I was like, well, if I learn classical guitar, that's probably going to really elevate my rock playing my electric okay. guitar playing. So that, that was the thing that pushed me to, Interesting. to like get into it. And, um, but then once I started getting into it, I became like really, like basically like sucked into the vortex of classical right. guitar um, <laughs> because you know what's kind of nuts is like i went from you know my you know playing uh you know playing things in aaron shearer book one old edition book one right um and not not that well to when i had that um talk with uh james furla him saying like that was a that was at like right before the Christmas break, and he was like, I think he did this to just to just sort of get me to come to some sort of <laughs> have a come to Jesus moment about this <laughs> this thing of studying music in college. But but he was like, he gave me a handful of pieces. He gave me Villalobos Prelude One. Um, he gave me Canarios, and he gave me a Holborn Fantasy. And I think I think he also gave me like Giuliani, uh, the Rondo from uh, son, the Sonatina, the op- what is yeah. it, Opus seventy oh, or seventy one? Yeah, Opus seventy one. Yeah, um, he, that's what he gave me, which is nuts because I, I was yeah. playing Aaron Shearer book one. <laughs> I hadn't even completed it, right? And uh, and so I like I took that music and and I and I and I was like, okay, I I looked at the Via Lobos, and of course I couldn't figure out. what was that like no that i had no chance of like even being able to like read through that yeah no i think that's what he said he was like here look at these read through these (laughs) so there was no no chance for that um and then 
And then I was able to kind of make my way through Canarios and the whole Bourne fantasy. And and the I think the Giuliani seemed like a little bit too long. So I, I went with the Canarios and Holborn fantasy. Those were my audition pieces to uh, to study with Christopher Byrne. And um, and I'd never played like the Holborn fantasy. I never played, you know, contrapuntal music. Right. So I was fascinated by it. But of course, like I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand like all the, you know, the, there are multiple voices and you need to connect these lines. Um, I didn't, I didn't get any of that. And then I also remember like working on the Canarios and, um, and deciding like, I'm going to get serious about this and getting out a metronome. And of course I didn't know what hemiola was. And I was like, why can't I? Like I have pretty good rhythm. Why can't I line this up? <laughs> so those those pieces were kind of my entryway into the world of classical guitar. And once I started into that, like that, you know, that that definitely, you know, that's that's the thing. It wasn't that there was like a you know a performance that I saw or anything yeah. like that. That it, it was really more. Hey, this is gonna. This has got to help my rock playing. And then getting into it. <laughs> You know, just kind of like realizing the richness of the experience. I just got a phone call and it it hijacked my system. I hope. Uh oh. Uh, are you are are you're still here? Obviously, I'm here. I can hear you? Yeah. And I can see you again. Okay, sorry. Okay. About that. Um, <laughs> sorry. Then I don't I don't think I missed anything. But yeah. No, that's and and so. Did you audition anywhere else except for USC? I was a horrible high school student. So um, <laughs> I graduated, I believe, out of my class of 500. I think I was 475. So I was solidly at the bottom of my class because I just wasn't that interested in doing my homework. Um, which is, you know, it's like, it's a little bit, it's both funny and really like an embarrassment. You know, I, I'm laughing, but I'm I'm right. like I'm sharing it. I'm like that, that I'm kind of a long time, time ago. That yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah, you, you can laugh yeah. at it now. But uh, and, and, and I mean, you're an intelligent guy. I mean, there's there's no there's no two ways about that. Well, I, like I'm I'm reasonably. You know, the thing about intelligence is like what you need is just to be reasonably smart enough. Like that's that's what we need. Like we don't need we don't need to be brilliant. Like as long as we're like hitting it, you know, like in that range, you're you're good, right? You're functional. Yeah. And so um uh I I applied to Penn State because like I knew I knew there was Penn State. I knew I didn't want to go to school in Pittsburgh because I like wanted to get out of town. And then I had a friend in chorus who was like, hey, where are you going to school? And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to apply to Penn State. And she was like, well, you should go to University of South Carolina. Like the weather's really beautiful. And uh, she, she's like, I'm going to I'm going down to audition. And, and um, I have like family friends down there. And she was like, you should check it out. And she said the crucial key bit of information, she said, and it's easy to get in. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. What'd you say about that? <laughs> uh, she, she was going to audition for, for music. Um, she was, she wasn't studying music, but she was going to sing in the chorus. Um, so, okay. yeah, so she was, yeah, I guess she was auditioning for, you know, for to be, to be, uh, to have some musical part to, you know, her, okay. her studies there. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. So easy to get in. <laughs> yeah. And so, so. You know, and the and the thing was just like 
because I was not that academically serious as a high school student, I did not get into either university, but I got accepted to like the schools of music. And so Christopher Berg had to get like special, you know, I had to get some kind of, you know, special, uh, uh, acceptance. Yeah. (laughs) Where yeah. Provisional acceptance is what I had to do. And so, so like you had to like, not make, uh, not make less than C's or something like that. Right. And, um, uh, and so, you know, that's how I ended up, you know, going, going to, uh, university of South Carolina. And did you find, did you find that academically, like, you know, you were more motivated in that environment than you were, had been in high school? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cause kind of like the world of music opened up like, I mean, as you know, it's like, it's just, it's funny for me to hear you say that you weren't a very good student because my experiences watching you were that that you were a very good student. Like, you know, I, like, I mean, when I I got to know you as by then, I mean, you were, you were already a senior and whatnot, but like, you just seemed very studious and, and very, like you took your your studies seriously, and 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 like yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. I think I think you're an intelligent guy. You know, I mean, you, were, I, <laughs> you know, my my wife um, Jenna is a she's a psychologist and she has a PhD, and so like, you know, I have this I have this running joke of like, hey, I have a master's degree in classical guitar performance, so don't <laughs> don't tell me about whatever it is, you know, and and, and so like, I read know, a we, book last year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> And, and so, uh, yeah. And, and so every once in a while, she's like, well, you know, I, I do think you're, you're intelligent. And I was like, I hate it when you say that because like, you only tell people you think they're intelligent if there's some question about it. <laughs> so it's like when somebody says like, Oh, I think you're smart. Well, mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that to you. No. <laughs> yeah. Remember, you were my hero, man. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a, yeah, I'm, that sounds, yeah. I, I heard you say that on uh, yeah. Julie's, the podcast with Julie. Yeah. And, and I was laugh. like, I was like, you had no idea. What? I was like, what is he talking about? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, I mean, seriously, we we do. It was just you know, and when we found like if it was a it was a week that we knew you were going to be playing in rep class, I mean, we were all excited. Like, Chris is going to play tonight, and you know, you were you were the you were the you were, you were like some cheese, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, probably at that time I thought I was cheese, but I uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously at this point in life, like you come to realize like, Hey, you were now, I wasn't, if you were, if yeah. you were cheese, if I was cheese, I was more like, um, you know, like the, um, American processed, um, dairy <laughs> product. Yeah. Velveeta type. That's, that's what I was. I was not like, you know, <laughs> like well, a real I- smelly cheese. I had this experience in, in, you know, maybe, maybe you had, had something similar when you went to Eastman. Um, and this is not, this is not a dig at any, anybody or, you know, the quality of, of the instructions that I received or, or anything. And honestly, I think I, I was thinking about my years at, at USC in, in, in certain ways, it was exactly what I needed at that time. Like if, if I had been in a different environment, I, I'm not sure I would have, done as well but when I went to CIM I had never been in an environment where I was surrounded by so many freakishly talented people you know yeah 
and and it was a real and and not just the guitar department but like just in general and it was a real eye opener and it was also great it was fantastic you know and i went right. from being in an environment and in when i was an undergraduate i you know i did i did really well and and i was you know i was i was playing at a at a comparatively high level to to my colleagues and mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, you know, I, it wasn't like an ego thing of like, oh, you know, king of the hill or whatever. It was, it was more like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm succeeding and this is great. You know, I'm, I, and I always thought of it that way. Like just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm checking off all the boxes. I'm taking care of business. Right. Uh-huh. And, and then being thrown into that it was significantly more intense environment like oh my goodness was it you know and and part of my experience with that was was having this like holy shit maybe i should have been in this kind of environment you know for what was i doing for four years you know right right yeah realizing and and the realization that i had was as painful as it is you want to you want to be in an environment where you're not near the the top of the heap you want to be in that environment where you're constantly just you know i i'm at the bottom of this this pile and i gotta like just scrap and really work hard i mean to me that was that was a much more valuable experience in 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 that way and the other thing that was 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 interesting to me to learn was you know you want to play with people who are better than you you know yeah like that that makes that makes you a better player you know right and 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 it just being in that environment, I mean, I don't think I ever rose to the level of, of my colleagues across the board in that environment. Those people were ridiculous. I remember there was there was one one guy who was a freshman violinist, and he had to like go to the dean and get permission to miss classes because oh he's going to be the featured soloist with the Toronto Symphony next. Week. <laughs> it's like, and, I, and my thought was like. Why are you even in school, man? Right. You know, his agent had to call the dean to get special. Like, I'm going to yeah. miss theory on Tuesday, you know, because yeah. I'm rehearsing with the Toronto Symphony. Right. As a soul. Like, yeah. What? 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 <laughs> so, but, you know, that that was the that was the environment. And, and it was I mean, it was intense and it was weird. And, and but it also like, oh, my gosh, like, what what a what a valuable experience that was. So, you know, I. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you had a kind of a similar experience when 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 you moved on and, and went to other places. Well, I mean, or... yeah, I'm thinking about it. Well, you know, when I was uh, going to University of South Carolina was similar to you. Like it was Christopher Berg was the perfect teacher for me at the time. Like it was he was a he was a really great, great teacher for me. Like it was it was just what I needed. Um and, uh, and so, you know, I, I guess, you know, as I'm thinking, I think like, I, I think I was like much more like in my own world and in my own head out outside of that. And I didn't, I didn't take advantage. I, I got married right before I went to, um, Cincinnati. Oh, that's it, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like, I think I was just like kind of very much in my own world you know it's it was sort of like i was i was there at the university but i wasn't i th- i think that's you know that's a really big regret of mine is not not being more 
engaged in my environment, especially like, yeah, because like, you know, like Cincinnati, there were a lot of really incredible musicians. Yeah. And and then, you know, definitely at Eastman, you know, I, I definitely like took the time to to really invest more in that. But being there only a year, I didn't I didn't get to have as much of that experience as I would have liked to have had. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think it's just. <sighs> I, I think I, I like live those, <laughs> like live that period, like very much just like inside of myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I, pr I probably would have really benefited from kind of stepping out and looking around to be able to, you know, be able to like be more inspired and be more part of the environment I was in. So I'm, yeah, I, I, I that, that, that's, I'd say that's definitely a regret. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you were you were at Cincinnati, you did your masters there, and then that would have been like gosh, what what years were you there? Um let's say I graduated in eighty eight and okay. I finished I think I, I did three years, so I finished in ninety one, okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was there's a lot of really cool people there at that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and you know, like that's that's a you know, another really kind of a, a big regret of mine is like Claire, Claire Callahan, like coming from Christopher Berg, you know, as, as you know, like he's very detail oriented, very like, um, you know, like here's the way, here's the way to do a free stroke, right? Here, here's a chapter on how to do a free stroke. Right. Like, <laughs> right? like, and I mean, I, that's, that's not say, I, you know, I know that, that, that sounds like I'm being a little, a little he, bit. He's going to listen to fun. this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt, I highly doubt it. Yeah. 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 Speaking of somebody who's like probably within their own shell, like I think, I think he came, he came out to do your podcast and I think he's gone back in. Um, nobody will hear from him. Uh, no, you know, like, you know, he's very detail oriented yeah. and, and Claire Callahan was much more like, Hey, you know, uh, you need to like, learn all the, you know, like you learn all the Carcassi etudes and learn all the source studies and learn all the, and, you know, work your way through, uh, these Carlovaro books. And, right. and, and she was not detail oriented in that way. Like she was, she could be musically detail oriented if you like if you came like i kind of felt like christopher burke he he has his kind of way of teaching and he's 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 teaching this this system right and and she was more like hey if you if you get serious like if you like really if you if you bring me something to really work with we'll dig in but if you don't then i guess i'm just gonna like <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, do what I, she does. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. We're, I guess I I'll will take crazy yeah. stories about Segovia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But so I, you know, I, I feel like I did not, I didn't take full advantage. I didn't take advantage. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a really great student because like her, her system of teaching was so different. It wasn't what I was expecting, um, and I really wish I would have been a better student because, like, she spent all those years you know, as Segovia's assistant, and she had like all this, you know, all these insights into Segovia repertoire. And I was like, I don't want to play any Segovia repertoire. And, <laughs> and now I'm just like, wow, I wish I would have. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I understand. Yeah. Tried to play nothing but Segovia repertoire because like that, that would have been gold, but 
I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't take advantage. So um, <laughs> you didn't have a career coach telling you, you know, I mean, it's easy to look back at these things and, and, uh, you know, hit yourself upside the head. So duh, what were you thinking? Like, yeah. I wasn't thinking I was, I was a 22 year old kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like who knows, who knows anything at that age? You know? Well, definitely. Yeah. Definitely not me. That was for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing, you know, Claire, I, I worked with her for the summer workshop for, for some 20 odd years and, and spent a lot of time with her and, and, uh, you know, I, I've got so much respect for her, and, and I, th I just think the world of her, we're very different people, and, we, and, our, and our approach is, 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 is rather different as well, and that's fine, and it's great. Yeah. But, you know, like, man, she, she was really good at getting young men specifically, because, you know, as, as a collective group of people, men between the ages of 18 and 22 are, they're a mess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they can be very talented and they can be very smart and like all of these things, but they're, they're, there's no discipline and, and they're just, you know, yeah, it's crazy. And she, I, I think she, she figured out how to get folks like that to, to get their minds disciplined and to get focused and, and yeah, like to really realize the, the, the value of relationship and business and, and, and how that plays a part, you know, and I, and I look at it, like look at students that have come through their, her program just over the years. And, you know, like those folks, they, they know how to talk to people yeah. and what to say, you know, they, they know how to dress. <laughs> yeah, that is surprisingly important too. You know, it's amazing how important that stuff can actually be, and and her ability to get to get that across to to that group of people, I've yeah. been really really impressed by. You know, and and you know when you, you start start talking about the you know how how Christopher Berg and how detail oriented and and just precision. You know, he's up against the wall, like looking at that crack with a you yeah. tiny, <laughs> tiny little pen, you know, and she's yeah. standing on the other side of the room looking at the whole wall. Right, right, right. You know, and, you know, and, and it's it, it it took me a while to understand all of all of that. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I've actually, I've, I've bugged her about being on the podcast. So, oh, that would be so great. I think it would Man. be amazing. I think I think she would be an amazing amazing guest i mean i would i would i would ask her one question and she would talk for an hour and a half and it would be <laughs> just this absolute gold mine of of, of, of yeah. information you know i just i but I, I talked to her about it and she was she was concerned but uh i i'm, I'm hoping i can work on her and get wait what, what's she what's she concerned about well, one of the things she said, uh, you know, we're still recording here. One of the things that she said, and no. I'm not betraying any confidence, was yeah. that, you know, she, she was trying to get away from having screen time, you know. I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The pandemic hit and whatnot, and she, right. she, she was like, I don't I don't want to be sitting on a computer. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying yeah. to do, do things with people in person. Right. Um, so, and, I, and, and I'm not sure... I'm not sure she realized that I was, it was audio only, these kinds yeah. of things. So, you know, I kind yeah. of, I, I want to, I want to, but I, she's such a, I mean, such a valuable person in, in yeah. the world. I, I would, you know, I really would like to get her on. So if, if you, uh, if you have any pull, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I've been, uh, 
I mean, I, I, I've been a negligent student in that, like, I have not, I haven't talked to her in years and years and years. And I, oh, and I really gosh. probably should uh, check in with her. Um, cause like she was, you know, of my, of my teachers, she was the one that like, I, f I always felt like I could call her what, you yeah. know, and, and of, and of course she like, she's, I don't know if she still does this, but she was, she's, she was always, a, you know, a night owl. Right. So it's like, you know, the time to call her is like 11 o'clock at night. You know, that's, right. that's like her evening time. Um, but yeah, and I really appreciated the fact that it's like long after I had gone, like she could, she was always a resource, always a supportive resource. Yeah. Um, you know, if I wanted to talk through any, you know, any kind of career or repertoire or, you know, any, anything really. So yeah. I've um, heard that from so many of her students as well. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's, I have so much admiration for, for her and her career and what she did. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that lets me know that I, I probably better, <laughs> I should check in with her. <laughs> Give her a call. Yeah. And tell and tell her that you were on my podcast and it was a lot of fun and, and it yeah. Yeah, she should yeah. I, I, I would love to you know, as I told you at the beginning, I really enjoy hearing your podcast. Like it's oh. it's just um, you know, I it it just feels like like whenever I'm listening, I just feel like like we're I'm li I'm listening in on, you know, like going going out for you know kind of like going out for drinks after a concert just like that's exactly people. it yeah that that was the that was the idea that was the original idea when when we started brainstorming for like how to do this yeah that that was that was what came up because we were just brainstorming i i have a, an assistant that works with me and and he you know he, he was basically just drawing stuff ideas out of me and kept me talking, kept me talking, kept me talking. And, and that came up and I was like, yeah. hold on, wait a second. That's it. That's the thing right there. And I thought about all the times that I hung out with, with really cool people after concerts or at, yeah. you know, at, a, at a convention or something or, you know, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's the fun stuff. That was really cool. And, and I, I thought about it in terms of like the things that I learned about the quote profession or the field or however you want to describe it. Yeah you know, those, the things that I learned in those environments were probably more valuable than the stuff that, you know, I learned in my professional training or whatever you want to call that, you know, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It's so valuable, you know, and I, that, that now is, so I'm, I'm delighted to hear that, that, uh, that that's your response because that was, that was exactly the idea behind it, you know, just yeah. to, to have that happen. And, you know, and, and, and when people listen to this, I don't know what they're taking from it and, and hopefully, you know, they're, they're having that kind of experience too. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, like I, I, I told you before we started taping that, like, I, I was looking at the times of your podcast and that, you know, I just, <laughs> I was just thought like, these are too long, which like, that's my, like, that's, that, that tends to be my, my response to like a lot of things, um, like movies. movies. I just think like, Hey, an hour and a half, if you can do it in an hour and a half, if you can't do it an hour and a half, I don't know what to tell you. Like you had a whole bunch of time I can't to do it. Still like, why does it need to go longer? <laughs> <laughs> so when I was looking at like, oh man, like Carl's pot, like you know, like some of them are, are really long. I was I was just like, wow, that's that's long. And I, I'll, I'm just gonna listen to you know like 20 minutes, and then you know I 
two days later, I've listened several times and now I've, you know, I'm through your, you know, the, the hour and a half podcast, but it was like, it kind of feels like, you know, when you go out for drinks and you like, you don't want to go, you don't want to go home first because you don't want to miss out on anything. So you want to stay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, I can't think of a, a, a better segue to telling you that, you know, it is, we, we've been at it for close to two hours now. <laughs> Yeah, I see that. I see the clock here. Yeah, <laughs> and, I think, and I think that's a that's a that's a perfect perfect time to wrap it up. And uh, as as with with most of my guests, actually, I, I don't. I think I'm not most. I think all of them. I think I have to have you back sometime because I don't think we're done. <laughs> so I, I think. I think. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd certainly enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 been really nice and. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the yeah. the chance to come on and um, yeah, and 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 also if uh, if any of your listeners are uh, interested in checking out some of my music, oh, thank you for uh, saying. Uh, that. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible about doing this, so yes. Where can we find no. you in the world? Well, you know, I kind of like I have this running joke with my wife of like I'm trying to scam people into uh, playing my music, so, so I'm like I'm I feel like I'm trying to put one over on them. So I'm I'm trying to be better about letting people know like yeah it's 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 out there. Uh, I don't I I don't have like a you know a uh, like uh, my website is just like it's it's everything. But if you go to my website, you'll you'll find you know find how to contact me, and I think I have a list of my pieces on there. Exactly. It's just my name, ChristopherTevis.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I also want to put out there that like one of my, one of the things that I, I feel like is my calling and my writing is to really try to write more chamber music. The piece I wrote for uh, Julie for flute and guitar, um, uh, if anybody's interested in that, you know, then get in touch with me and I'll get you a score. But um, it really really got me i've been you know largely like like the last piece i uh i think the piece one of the pieces i completed before that was a uh, a piece i wrote for flute and orchestra and so it's like i i wasn't really writing that much guitar stuff i was really like right. more trying to focus on other things but then when i wrote the piece for julie i realized you know one of my frustrations in playing chamber music is like playing music where either you know, maybe they're a good composer, but they don't really understand the instrument or they understand the instrument, but they're not that great of a composer right. and or don't or they or or they understand the instrument or they're not. I shouldn't say they're not that great of a composer, but maybe they don't understand the other instruments as well. So, uh, you know, one of one of the things I'm you know, one of my personal goals is to try to, uh, you know, write more chamber music. So um, if uh, if any listeners are are looking for repertoire, looking to do things and collaborate, then yeah, then please get in touch with me. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. So thank you so much for, for being with me and, and giving your time. And it was, it was great to, great to talk to you again and kind of, kind of touch base. It's been, it's been a little while. It's been too long. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're ever in Charleston that, you know, definitely like let me know and, yeah, yeah, we'll, I, I, we'll I, definitely I, I, get together. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in the car like as soon as we're done recording here. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love Charleston. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite places in the whole world. So, and I, I yeah, I, I spent a very short period of time there a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't have time to do much of anything other than be there for a couple of days, and, and yes, yeah. it, it was great. So, but uh, yeah. next time. 
I'm coming to see you. <laughs> yeah, definitely do so. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Carl. I, I definitely appreciate it as well. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye. This is Carl Woolwind of Columbus Classical Guitar. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Guitar on My Knee podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit columbusclassicalguitar.com or Carl Woolwind Guitarist on Facebook. <laughs>